A From Dublin to Cleveland production. Hey friends, how's it going? I hope you're all really, really well today. It is your host with the second most, Brendan Thomas Marritt. Logan still isn't around. He's off serving the Lord Jesus, looking after God's kids. Uh, I'm sure you all miss him very, very much. I know in my more sentimental moments, I miss him like crazy too. But I'm sure he's thinking about all of us and uh, looking forward to the moment when he rejoins us again. Okay, guys. So today you've got three things to do. Last week, I gave you some Florida Man headlines, all Bible-based. And you had to guess what Bible story I was alluding to. First off, I'm going to give you the answers. Then I'm going to give you some Irishisms. So those of you in other continents and countries can one day come to Ireland and speak like we locals do and understand everything that we're saying, like your native speakers. Isn't that great? And then lastly, we're going to finish off with my thoughts and some applications on a Bible passage. Okay, so the Florida man answers. Last week I told you that a Florida man had his testicles crushed. They got it cut off in the assembly. That is the Florida man version of Deuteronomy 23.1. The brother who failed to fulfill his brotherly duties. That was Genesis 38, 8 to 10. That was our good friend Onan. What a horrible thing to be remembered for in the Bible, huh? The stoned Florida man who saw the winged eagle ox lion man and the guy running around with the ruler. Well, that's pretty much the big of Ezekiel. Just about everything there is mad. The ghost's misinformation. Matt fourteen twenty six, it was actually Jesus walking on water, but the disciples didn't know that. The wife who attacked her husband with a flint knife, <laughs> that's Exodus four, twenty four to twenty five. I have to say, I'm very happy that was cut out of the Prince of Egypt. Samuel eighteen twenty five to twenty seven shows the most wonderfully unique form of bartering in the Bible. Philistine foreskins for an Israeli princess. Leviticus 2018 is when someone finds a fountain and gets cut off from the citizenry. The man who walked and then didn't walk. Well, that's the first rapture in the Bible. That's Enoch. That's Genesis 5, 24. The Florida man who was rescued by a bear who began mauling youth. That's Kings 2.23. And the best friend who betrayed his best friend after best friend number two healed from certain death the mother-in-law of the first best friend. Well, that's Baeda and Jesus. Luke 22, 54-62. <laughs> So hopefully you got most of those friends. Let us know in the comment section how you got on. Okay, some Irishisms for you now. If you 
hear someone speaking absolute tripe or nonsense and you just want them to shut up, you can say, get up that yard. <laughs> so get up that yard. What has that got to do with shutting someone up? I don't have a bull's notion. But you know what? We say it nonetheless. If you had great fun at a party, you can say there was a deadly buzz. A deadly buzz. If you want to talk about a guy in general, you say, your man. Now you might think, your man? How is he my man? We don't know, we just say it. Your man. And for a woman, I know what you're thinking. Your woman. No, we say your one. <laughs> it's like the number one, only it sounds a lot more scangery. So, your one. If you don't like how someone looks, or dresses, or smells, you can say, the hack of. The hack of. So let's put that all together, friends. There's a man, you think he smells really, really strangely. The hack of your man. The ugly smell of your man. Or if it's a woman, the hack of your one. And there you thought hacks were things you got between your toes and you didn't dry them properly after a shower. If someone's misbehaving, you liken them to a maggot. And you say, you're acting the maggot. For example, he's acting the blatant maggot. Tell him to shut up. Blatant's another great one, actually. It's like bleeding, only again. Say it ten times more scangery. If you think someone's an idiot, you call them a dope. Okay, next one. If you think someone's very impressive, you say he is some man for one man. That does not mean that he is a good man who belongs to another man. It means he's a very impressive man, given that he's only one man. So, for example, he won a scholarship to study in New York. He is some man for one man. <laughs> or, he's an author, dream interpreter, podcaster, and teacher. He is some man for one man. A little self-seeking, I know. That was clearly about myself. If you want to ask someone if they understand, you can say, Do you dig me? <laughs> now, not do you. We pronounce it dia. Do you dig me? That's because in Irish, our word chlig means to know or to understand. So, do you dig me? Or, do you know what I mean, like? <laughs> dia, do you know what I mean, like? We do love the word like. We just slap it at random parts and sentences. It's almost always acceptable. If you are breaking the law, which of course being a Christian podcasting channel, none of you are, you can tell your friends to keep sketch. That means keep an eye out for the boys in blue. Not that any of you will ever need to know that one, of course. And the worst kind of insult is your ma. Your mother is also acceptable. Now I know what you're thinking. Why do people hate mothers so much? I don't know. We just think it's gas. And what does that mean? Hilarious. 
some of you who might be very sensitive about slavery and the likes may not like this one, but whoosh, give it a lash is a great common phrase here. It means try to do it. This exercise is difficult. Give it a lash. Give it a try. If someone tells you to do something and you really don't want to do it, you can say, I will in my hoop. I will in my eye. That just means there's no way I'm doing that. And by the way, the word my, eh, we usually just say me. It's very rare to hear an Irish person actually say my unless they teach English as a foreign language or otherwise professionally. Most of us just say me, me ma, me da, me hoop, me eye, me bicycle. We also have another expression, on me tobler. For instance, well bruh, how are you today? Fine man, where are you bruh? Asher, I'm at home on me tobler. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, think of that pyramid-shaped chocolate bar you only ever buy at airports. Tobler own. <laughs> I'm on my tobler. I'm on my own. We also have a wonderful expression. Be grand. Be grand is a little bit dismissive. But it just means, it'll be fine, you'll be okay, friend. For instance, I have COVID-19. Be grand. You'll be fine. I've just lost my job. Be grand. You'll survive. <laughs> if you also want to tell someone to stop, you're not limited to giving them directions related to yards, you can also say, ah, here, leave it out. <laughs> if you arrive in Dublin Airport, which most of you probably will, you happen to visit Ireland from other shores, just randomly shout, up the dubs. They'll all just start cheering you, patting you on the back, and even if you come from a really annoying country, eh, you'll have won them over. And great expressions of ecstasy include deadly and savage. No one likens deadly to fatal here, and no one will assume that we're talking about cannibals if you say savage. It's just normal. Also, if you want to say, what's up, you can ask, what's the crack? <laughs> crack does not mean the same thing here that it means in any country you're all listening from. Crack in Irish is a fun story or interesting news. So, what's the crack? Have you any crack? Got any crack? Just means what's the story? Tell me something good. You can also tell someone to relax the cacks if you want them to take it easy, to chill out. So, for instance, clean your bedroom. I didn't spend 18 years raising you so you could turn out like a pig. Relax the cacks, ma. Just means chill out. If you want to ask your friends how they're doing, how are you, bud? <laughs> how are you, bud? 
Okay, just a few more for your friends. If someone says something very, very cheeky, like, <laughs> you look pregnant in that dress, or the hack of your haircut, you look a right state, you can say, the neck of you. Yeah, is you, the neck of you. It just means the cheek of you. How dare you? And suddenly we all picture Greta Thunberg in our heads. How dare you? The general response for showing that you just don't care is, ah, sure, look it. <laughs> for instance, my mother died. Ah, sure, look it. <laughs> she was a horrible woman anyway. <laughs> my wife left me. Ah, sure, look it. <laughs> Another appropriate response is, where would you get it? <laughs> where would you get it? Now you might be thinking, how does that make any sense whatsoever? It just does, because Ireland. Absolutely Whopper has nothing to do with the non-meat burger serving Burger King. It actually just means very, very good, great. So for example, Kieran's party was amazing. Ah yeah, man, it was absolutely Whopper. Also, there are times in Ireland where we say the opposite of what we mean. For instance, Last night, I had a dream that I became a millionaire. Ah, stop. That does not mean, shut your mouth, please. It means, what? No way. Continue. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Tell me more. Was it a godly dream? <laughs> Another instance is if your boss says, we need to start improving how we streamline communication. Do you think your department could take care of that? I want you to really spearhead that initiative. And you respond, ah, I will, yeah. That means no, I won't. <laughs> if something has been overused, a phone, a laptop, an expression. You say, that old chestnut. <laughs> that old chestnut. Old is very common here. It just means old. If you want to tell someone something, we say, come here till I tell ya. Come here till I tell ya. Come here is come here. Yeah, you. Come here until I tell you. <laughs> then bugger off, presumably. If your friend tells you that they accidentally called their teacher Mammy, Mammy being the, the Irish for mum or mother, what we use in everyday English, you might respond, Scarlet for ya. Well, why would you be Scarlet? Because you're embarrassed for them. Gaff means house. I know most of you probably associate gaffs with Joe Biden these days. But if you say, come to me gaff later. Again, that could be my gaff or me gaff. <laughs> it means come to my house. And the last ones are actually related to the Irish language. 
You can say slán or slánche. Slán means health in Irish. But Irish doesn't have a hello or a goodbye. Our hello is dia ditch. Dia is God, ditch is with you, so God be with you. Slánche is health. So you say, Slánche, health, don't die, stay alive. But also in pubs, or even restaurants, when you're saluting each other with your glasses holding up in the air, you can say cheers, or Slánche, Slán, you're wishing health and prosperity to those at your table. But again, it also means goodbye. Some people just say the English words, but there are there are people who prefer to use the Irish. Okay, guys. So listen to this video through two or three times. Drill it. Practice, practice, practice. And then when you feel ready enough, come to Ireland. Boost our COVID-affected tourist industry. <laughs> and you will be understood by every person in this island and they will understand you and vice versa because you have listened to this video and just drilled it into your brain okay guys now we've come to the final stage of today's podcast turn with me in the word of god to proverbs 4 23 proverbs 4 23 this is one of my favorite verses in the entire bible Great, hope we've got it open now. Proverbs 4.23 says to guard your heart, for it's the wellspring of life. Other translations say guard your heart, because the issues of life flow from it. Both are equally true and uh, very good and powerful renditions and translations of the original Hebrew. The days we're living in are very exciting. I've been saying for a very long time now, let praise be found in your lips. Eat ice cream and celebrate. Great revival is coming. Great justice is coming. In fact, it's already begun for some world leaders. <coughs> Boris. But they're very dark too. The mighty move of God that's on the way is necessary in order to hold back the apocalypse at this point. Because between the G7, the Democrats in the USA, the European Union, CERN, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, all of them in cahoots with each other, they're closer than ever before to bringing about the end of days, albeit ahead of schedule. As uh, until the rapture happens, I'm not letting any apocalypse happen on my watch. But they really and truly are making aggressive assaults against all of us. And that can be very hard on the head. Very weighty and oppressive on the soul. And they know it. And they're trying to break you and terrify you on all sides. You can pray against those evil leaders and entrust their future or politically lack thereof to God. But don't think that you are not also responsible 
for what you let in through your eye gates, your ear gates, into your mind, into your heart. If you're constantly sitting at tables, coffee tables, dinner tables, tables at lunch, at school, at work, and all the conversations are negative, friend, you've got to ask yourself, what are you doing? Christ is in you. His spirit is within you. Holy Spirit fruit should change the atmosphere everywhere you go. Because when you hear fear, you should be speaking faith. When you hear rumors of war and scandal and gossip, you get to tear those down. You have that authority in Christ. When you're alone in your bedroom, are you drinking five cups of coffee and watching every murder-related TV show and documentary on Netflix? Because, hello, (laughs) if you are, you really can't be surprised if it starts affecting your mental health or you start walking in paranoia and fear. If you're going to the movies and you're spending money on shows that you know are sexually explicit, that you know that Jesus Christ's name will be used as a vulgarity, that the language is abhorrent, was never used by Christ, and will not be heard of in heaven. You have to ask yourself why you're letting that in. As a rule of thumb, friends, I say, what you enter into will enter into you. And what you permit access to will access you. When you open doors and windows to the occult, to darkness, to the very things which Jesus Christ, your best friend, hello, hung on a cross and died, don't be surprised when those things start infiltrating your life, or the spirits behind them even. Instead, be vigilant. God is a strong and mighty tower who surrounds you. But you are the doorkeeper. (laughs) You can still open the doors and windows to the enemy, to darkness. And given the days we're living in, I don't know why you would. (laughs) Part of self-love and part of self-care is by keeping out the darkness, not permitting access to the things that want to destroy you. So be vigilant. And you might think it makes your world smaller or less interesting or more boring. Friends, it makes your life healthier. It makes your life cleaner. It keeps you safer. And it makes you more like Christ. People are watching how you live your life. They may not like it. They may not like you. But if you are seen not to be a man or woman of integrity, well, that pretty much tells them all that they need to know. There are a lot of people in my world who don't have much time for the gospel of Jesus Christ. But when they see that I do not buckle, that I do not cave, that I do not make allowances for sin, that I do not permitted access in my life, it impresses them and it shows them that even though they may not believe the gospel, <laughs> God is real. And he's powerful in my life. So take responsibility 
which will let into your mind and your heart, which will let into the deepest realm of your soul, which will allow you to influence your will, because none of these things are neutral, friends. They're all powerful. But you have the authority to let things in or to give them the boot if you've let them in. And right now you're thinking, oh, jeepers, what have I done? <laughs> and if it's something you're struggling with, that you don't feel you can evict alone, pray that God sends a Christian brother or sister to you. It might be someone who's already in your life. It could be someone you've never met before. Who will stand with you, tarry alongside you, mentor you, disciple you, strengthen, encourage you, and help you to find that breakthrough. Because God's got millions and millions of children all around the world. And they're all singing, <laughs> Use me, Lord, send me Jesus. Well, he's going to start saying yes once you begin humbling yourself and asking for help. Okay, so I hope that's blessed your souls. And that's blessed your heart. And I pray that you have a super special, awesome, amazing week. And when, I, when we say things like this, Logan and myself, we're not just speaking into the red expanse of the air because we think it sounds cheesier, Christ-like, in, 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 in a in an artificial sense. We mean it because we actually do want you to live abundant lives. We want you to walk in abundant grace and to see God opening all the doors in your life to blessing, to success, to favor. But it comes through obedience and it comes through having a heart sold out for God that's not enslaved to the things of the enemy. Okay, friends, as your soul prospers, your health will prosper, and everything else in your world will prosper. Claim it and receive that word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, God bless you, and I'll see you next week. Take care now, friends. Bye.